Hey, Dog Speak Geeks. Do you ever feel frustrated? Well, your dog does. Frustration occurs when an animal is interrupted in reaching their goals. Unfortunately, this occurs all too often in the modern world when a dog's goals do not align with those of their human companion. This can be a source of distress for both you and your dog, but it can also lead to the development of problem behaviors and can damage the relationship that you have with your dog. But we have answers for you. Join us for a two-day in-person seminar October 5th and 6th with instruction by Daniel Shaw. Daniel Shaw is an animal behaviorist with a background in animal behavior, psychology, and neuroscience. He will be talking about what frustration is and how it can be identified, the difficulty of conventional approaches in resolving frustration, what influences the value of rewards, as well as supporting frustrated dogs and building frustration tolerance. You can buy early bird tickets now until August the 5th, and be sure that you join us for our pre-seminar social Friday evening where you can meet Daniel and the Dog Speak team. We look forward to seeing you October 5th and 6th in Nashville, Tennessee for the Neuroscience of Resolving Frustration in Dogs seminar. Hey guys, and welcome to the Dog Speak podcast. I am Nikki Ivey, your host. I am thrilled that you are joining me to talk puppies, dog training, real life manners, and more. Be sure to check out our Facebook page as well as our website at dogspeak101.com. Hey, Dog Speak Geeks, welcome to the new podcast. So we've had a really busy couple of weeks. Um, I hope you guys had a great Halloween. I hope that you didn't scare your dogs too much. I think I gave you enough warning on that. I hope that you put your dogs away whenever everyone was uh, coming to your door and knocking and all the little scary things, I guess, could be happening. Um, I personally scare the kids myself, so uh, we do keep the dogs away for that. and we, we put them away. Typically, we do have several people at the house, um, but we also have uh, the kids come to a spot in the driveway instead of up to our door, uh, so that takes away a little bit of stress as well, uh, but also just the way we have our decorations, it's a little dangerous for the kids to be walking up to the front door. So anyway, I hope you really had a good Halloween. Um, I was really thinking about what I wanted to talk about today. And I really think that we need to talk about barking. Barking is an issue that's really across the board. And uh, it can be great for some things, but it can also be very aggravating for some things. And it's important that we understand where barking is going to be okay for us and what a dog thinks he needs to be barking at. Uh, everybody has different opinions. Some people live in apartments and they don't want the dog barking at every little noise. Those that maybe live in very rural areas that maybe live on a lot of property, they appreciate the barking. So barking is one of those things that I don't necessarily take away. Um, I just, actually, I don't take it away, uh, but I do want to control it. And I really want to control it regardless of what the environment is like. But you have to make sure that you know where barking is okay for you 
and be very clear in communicating that to your dog because it's just not fair to the dog to not know when barking is okay. Uh, we have a neighborhood where a lot of people walk. They walk their dogs, they walk their children, kids ride up and down bicycles. So I don't want a lot of barking. Uh, you know, if they're out in the yard coming up to my house, I don't mind a little barking, but I still want it controlled. I work with service dogs and there's very minimal barking that we want with that. So as you can see, depending on the environment, depending on the, the usage of the dog, depending on what's taking place, we have to decide if barking is going to be okay. And if it is, when is that barking okay? And how do we deal with it? How do we deal with helping the dog to understand when that barking is appropriate and when it's not? Let's first talk about barking as the behavior itself. The barking itself can be self-rewarding and it can also be non-self-rewarding. It really depends on the motivation behind the bark and depends on what the dog is truly barking for. And, and that is sometimes takes a little bit to understand what is the motivation behind the dog's bark. Let's talk about self-rewarding barking. Self-rewarding barking could be a dog that barks at something that is uh, maybe a little scary, maybe a little threatening. Maybe the dog is barking to alert that there's something near. And so we would consider that kind of self-rewarding because the dog is barking to possibly get that scary thing to move away. Let's take um, a, a mail truck. And if the mail truck pulls up, the dog barks and the dog um, is barking to maybe give you a warning or maybe the loud noise of the truck is a little frightening. The dog's purpose is for that object to go away. And if we allow the object to go away, which it's going to because we have no control over the mail truck, then the dog is being rewarded for that bark. Uh, so really, I would say the majority of barking is self-rewarding. But there are times that barking is not self-rewarding. And those moments would be things such as the dog barking at you. If the dog is barking at you to get your attention, to get the food, to be let outside to go potty, uh, whatever the case may be, if the barking is really directed towards you, then we would consider that a non-self-rewarding bark. And we're talking about your own dog. Obviously, if I come into someone's home and the dog is barking at me, then that is more than likely a self-rewarding bark. But if your own dog is barking at you to get something, then we would consider that a non-self-rewarding bark because you control the reward. Um, so I really don't encourage people to teach their dogs to bark to alert them to go out and potty because it's not always appropriate and we don't want the dog to learn that barking can elicit something from you. So we have to be very careful with that. If you have a dog who barks to go potty, I would change it to maybe ringing a doorbell or, um, you know, just basically putting the dog on a schedule. Most adult dogs can hold it even if they are asking to go out. If they are not let out immediately, they're typically okay with that and they can hold it. Uh, another time of barking that would be non-self-rewarding would be barking to be let into the house. Now, if your dog barks to be let into the house, you control that reward. The dog wants to come in, but you control whether the dog comes in or not. So that would be considered a non-self-rewarding bark. So how do we deal with barking in general? Typically, um, I will 
easily ignore barking that would not be considered self-rewarding. So non-self-rewarding barks would be ignored. Now this would be if it's something in your home and you are able to ignore it. If you're out somewhere and your dog is barking at you, we may have to redirect the dog in that instance just because it might be uh, very distracting to others. But if you're at home and your dog is barking at you, I want you to completely ignore. We don't look, we don't talk, we don't touch. Uh, and depending on if you've rewarded the bark or not, uh, will depend on how long the dog attempts to bark at you. So it's probably not going to stop immediately if you've rewarded the bark in the past. So you have to make sure that you are ignoring that bark really well. Do not even look at the dog. If you have to, get up and move out of the room. When the dog finally quiets down, and he's quiet for a minimum of three seconds, and that's up to five seconds, then you may acknowledge the dog. You want to make sure you are acknowledging the dog for being quiet. If the dog is barking at you to go out and potty, same thing. You ignore the dog. When the dog is quiet for three to five seconds, you can then get up and let the dog out to go potty. So you want to make sure that you're just not acknowledging at all. If your dog barks while you are making their food, stop making their food. If they bark as soon as you lift the container of the food, stop lifting the container of the food until the dog is quiet for three to five seconds. So you can see if you're controlling the reward of the bark, you have to make sure that you are not doing what the dog is wanting when the dog is barking. And again, this is going to be a little different for every dog, so you have to decide what that looks like for your dog. Now, let's talk about self-rewarding barking, and let's, let's start with the example of barking out the window. Okay, so many dogs, that is a big complaint of humans. Their dogs bark at every little thing, every noise. They're looking out the window. They're looking out the door. They're constantly barking when the neighbors come home from work. It's just constant bark, 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 bark. Well, in these situations, we can't ignore because the dog is really getting some relief at barking at these items or these objects or these noises, whatever the case may be. So we do have to interrupt that behavior. The way we interrupt is very important. Using words such as quiet, shut up, no, stop, those are not going to work. And why are they not going to work? Because typically people do not teach a behavior with those words. Now, if you wanted to use quiet and teach a behavior with quiet, you're welcome to do that. But most people are not very good at teaching those things. So what we use, we use that's enough, which basically says what you're doing is not necessarily wrong, but I would like for you to take your attention away at this moment. And the way we teach that is we use the dog's name we then say, that's enough, calmly. We then move to the dog, place our body between the dog and whatever the object is. So it could be your front door. It could be a window. It could be your other dog. It could be a guest. It could be someone else in your home that lives there and isn't very patient at ignoring the dog. You will put yourself in between the dog and the object, face the dog, and you will slowly use your body to redirect the dog's attention away from whatever the object is. It's very important that you use the dog's name, and that's enough, before 
you move your body towards the dog. Because what we want to teach the dog is that's enough, no matter where I am when I say it, means to stop barking and take your attention away. Now the good news is that we do have a video on our website that shows exactly how this works. You can go to dogspeak101.com backslash videos or just videos on the homepage and look for controlled window barking, which I believe is on this, maybe the second row. And watch it, and it will show you exactly how to use this technique. Now, we're showing you uh, the dog that's barking at the window at a person. You can use this for anything. It could be a dog walking by. It could be your dog barking at your other dog or barking at the cat or playing too rough. It's not just with barking that we use this. We will also use this with too rough of a play um, or, like I said, playing with the cats a little too rough or barking at the cat. So it's really anything that the dog is barking at that would be considered self-rewarding. Now, if the dog is barking at you, you cannot use this technique. You cannot use that's enough with a split up if the dog is barking at you. You have to ignore that. However, I do have families that have babies sleeping that if the dog is barking at uh, one of the partners, then the other partner may come in and do that's enough with a redirect just to stop the barking a little bit faster so we're not waking up the baby or the kids. But your default for non-self-rewarding barking should be ignoring. Now, with using that's enough, once your dog redirects, you get out of the way. You get out of the way and allow the dog to go back and look at whatever the dog was barking at. Because we want the dog to make a different choice. This is going to take several times because the dog is going to be unsure as to exactly why you are removing him from the door. Uh, he doesn't know if it's because he's standing there. Is it because he's looking at something specific? Is it because you're going to close the door? Is it because the dog is barking? He's not really sure. So you have to make sure that you allow the dog to go back and make a different choice. Now, Typically, when the dog goes back, the dog's going to go back to barking. And you will just repeat the process. You will say dog's name, that's enough. Then move your body in, face the dog, and redirect the dog until the dog is no longer barking and no longer looking towards the object. So that dog may look at you, it may look away. Typically, you'll get a dog that looks away or will turn their body away from you. As soon as that happens, you walk out and get out of the way. You don't even have to say good boy or good girl. Your movement will be the reward. Now, if your dog goes back to the window and is quiet, I want you to immediately acknowledge, praise, reward. So the dog learns that being at the window and quiet is the preferred behavior. We're not just doing interruption here, we're teaching. So, that also goes into anything if your dog is at the window and let's say the mail truck is coming and your dog hasn't started barking yet, you should immediately be telling your dog how good they are and rewarding that dog a lot and using a lot of praise, using some treats. Don't wait for the problem to show itself where you have to be reactive. I want you to be responsive. I want you to be proactive. I want you to see that your dog is not barking at something and I want you to reward. And this is really big that if you have a dog who 
here's another dog bark, and this could just be a dog barking on TV. Before your dog has a chance to bark back, start praising and rewarding. Look for those behaviors that you want. This is so, so important that we focus on rewarding quiet and acknowledge that behavior. Okay, but you have to be really consistent with using these techniques. Otherwise, the dog is not going to understand. And you're not going to want to use that's enough in a screaming voice. You don't want to use it in, in a deep tone. You don't have to get volume on it. Now, you may have to do a little volume just to get over your dog's barking. And you're also not going to repeat. So it shouldn't be bandit, that's enough. That's enough, bandit, bandit, that's enough. That's enough, bandit. No, bandit, that's enough. That's enough. No, get back, get back. That's enough, bandit. That's enough. That is not how we do it. Okay, it's not bandit, that's enough. It's bandit, that's enough. And then we do our redirect. And we redirect, and it may take us a couple of minutes because the dog may be running from window to window. And if your dog does run from window to window, you will calmly follow the dog to the other window, get back in front. You do not repeat the command and redirect again. And you will do this until the dog takes his attention from the windows and is no longer running back and forth. Once he does that and he, he redirects himself, remove yourself and he's allowed to go back. This is very important. If you go in with extra energy, then you might as well go in and bark with him. You have to go in very calm, very relaxed, and not making things a big deal. So that's how you deal with the off-leash barking of a self-rewarding behavior. Non-self-rewarding, default, we ignore. Self-rewarding, we use that's enough and a redirect. Watch the video. Now, let's say you're out in public and the dog is barking at something. Well, first, we need to find out why is the dog barking. Is the dog barking because he's fearful? Is the dog barking because he just likes to get the attention of another dog? What is the motivation behind the dog barking? If the dog is barking out of fear, um, it is important that we establish the fear, figure out what that trigger zone looks like, and work on some counter conditioning. Now that is a whole nother podcast, and we actually have a podcast on it, and it's a lot more detailed than what I'm going to go in today. Today I just want to talk about Regular barking not based on fear. More of just kind of alertness or excitability, things of that nature. So this is not discussing barking motivated by fear. So let's say that you've got your dog out and you're in public and your dog is barking at another dog while on leash. One of the best things that you can do is still use that's enough and a redirect. However, if your dog is on leash, you cannot place your body in front. So how do we handle that? We will still use the dog's name. We will say that's enough. We will then stand up if we're sitting or if you're already standing, that's great. Have the leash stationary by your side and you will walk the dog in a circle. Now this circle may be a little bit wide. It may be small. I want you to pretend like you're having to walk around maybe a stool or a table and you basically will say, that's enough. You will walk the dog and yourself around the table all the way 360 degrees until you are back to facing what it is that the dog was originally barking at. It's very important that we do this because again we want to make or give the dog a chance to make a different choice. If the dog continues barking we repeat the process. If I have to repeat the process 
uh, say on the fourth time, that at that point the dog is beyond threshold. I need to get the dog out of the area to decompress for a couple of minutes and then come back. However, if I'm redirecting and the dog comes back and is able to look at the item, object, and does not bark for three seconds, I am going to immediately reward that dog like crazy. And reward, reward, reward. I'm going to use some yummy treats, just enough to taste, but I'm going to really make it a big deal. And if you have a young dog who is being exposed to new things, as soon as that dog is exposed to something new that could possibly cause a bark, don't wait for the bark. You need to immediately reward your dog and tell them how wonderful they are. Reward, reward, reward. Treat, 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 treat. Don't wait to see how a dog is going to respond to something. You know, if you're walking upon, let's say, a dump truck, and the dump truck is sitting stationary, but it's still loud, if your dog notices that dump truck, and before he even gets a chance to make a decision if he likes it or not, you're going to help him know that he likes it because you're going to start telling him how good he is and rewarding him with treats. And you'll do that until he gives you a reason to not treat and then use your that's enough with a redirect. We tend to always wait until the dog is doing something we don't like before we decide what we want to do with it. You have to be proactive. Being proactive will prevent a lot of these problems. And it's the same if your dog is playing with another dog. If they're barking, I'm okay with bark during play, but if it gets excessive or if the dog that they're playing with is trying to ignore it, you need to interrupt that. And you can use the regular off-leash body redirect with that. But anytime the dog is barking on leash, you need to make sure you are redirecting. If you're sitting down somewhere at an outdoor cafe and your dog barks at something, you need to immediately stand up after you've said that's enough and redirect the dog the best way you can in that nice little circle 360 degrees and then you go back once the dog learns what is expected of them you should be able to say that's enough and the dog should stop without you having to do anything and that's the whole purpose is to tell the dog that barking is not necessarily wrong but it's not appropriate in this environment and it's not appropriate right now or i'm just not in the mood to listen to it but you got to be proactive and start rewarding the dog anytime it's not barking at things that could possibly cause it to bark. Don't wait to see. And especially with young puppies, if you are exposing the dog to new things, everything should be a good boy, good girl with treats. Absolutely everything. I don't care if it's a, a grate on the side of the road, if it's a trash can, if it's a leaf blowing across the yard, if it is a trash bag that is rolling down the street, if it is a neighbor that is three houses up wearing a toboggan or um, someone walking with uh, a couple of dogs, it does not matter. You have got to be proactive in rewarding your dog for doing the behavior that you would like to see during these moments. And if you do that, then you'll have a dog who's not always barking. So now you're probably asking, well, what do I do with dogs that are barking at the doorbell or someone knocking at the door or guest. Well, I have a podcast on that and you can go back and listen to that podcast. But the very first thing I do when greeting guests, and that's another video you can watch on the website, I actually show you how to do that, is I don't like to take barking away from the door, but I like it controlled. So it starts with if my dog is barking when someone knocks on the door, I wait until the dog is at least giving me some controlled barking before I approach the door. 
You don't immediately jump up and run to the door while the dog is barking. Watch the video on that because it's better to watch that than me explain it. Um, but you know, you can even do things of doorbell, door knocking, someone saying hi, hello on the TV by rewarding your dog, even though it's on TV and not at your front door, it's still going to teach the dog that those noises, those sounds can potentially uh, reward them with something really good. So that is basically how you're going to be dealing with barking. It takes some patience and if you're really nervous about barking, then start practicing, practicing this somewhere where you're, you don't have to be embarrassed. The dog park is a great area to do this. Stand in your front yard while people are walking by. Go to maybe the greenway where people are going to be getting out of their cars and walking or, or the park. Somewhere where you're not going to be looked at if your dog immediately barks at somewhere like a restaurant or a cafe, outdoor cafe area. That's when people tend to be very inconsistent. It's when they get in a situation that's going to cause them to look bad. And then they start changing the way they tell the dog to do things and they're inconsistent. And you can't do that. You have to be consistent. You have to stay the same regardless of what your environment looks like and regardless of what's taking place. And there are times that management has to take place with barking where immediately you just have to leave the area. And that's okay, but management is not teaching. Management is not your default. Teaching is the default. And you have to make sure that you are feeling comfortable and you understand the exercise, you understand your role, and you've given the dog a little bit of an idea of what you want. So go somewhere where the, you know, people don't care if the dog is barking. So that you can just work on this exercise. It's very important. Make a point to do this. Don't wait until you get somewhere where you want to stay for a couple of hours and your dog's having a barking fit. Make a point. You have to make a point to work on these things. And if you do that, you'll have a dog that you can take places that's not going to bark at every little thing that happens. And it will be much, uh, much more pleasant for you, the dog, and those around you. So anyway, I hope that is giving you enough information for some barking. Go look at the videos because I can talk about it all day, but seeing it really makes a difference. And being calm, confident, uh, consistent, not getting overly excited when your dog is getting overly excited can make a big difference. So make a point, get out and practice it, and it may just start at home. And that is just fine. You can do that at home and start that at home. If that's where you're going to be the most consistent, then that's where you need to go and start. So go watch the videos, dogspeak101.com. Under videos, there are a ton on there. Look and watch over and over again. You can also go back and listen to the podcast. If you've not listened to all of our podcasts, go back because there's information for you to help you and your dog do better and help your dog be a better a society member and allow you to take your dog more places. So I hope you guys get a lot out of that and work on it. I appreciate you listening. I appreciate your support and I really appreciate the fact that you're trying to do better for your dog because I guarantee that your dog appreciates appreciates it. And I hope you guys have a wonderful, fabulous week and I really hope to see many of you in person soon and if not, I appreciate you listening. If you have ideas, or things you'd like me to talk about, feel free to email us, info at dogspeak101.com. Be sure you like us on Facebook and Instagram, and let us know what you think. And please, share these podcasts so that we can reach as many people as possible, so that others can get educated as well. And 
that will help us out as well. And if you do have a place where you can rate us, please give us a rating. We would love a five-star, but I don't want you doing a five-star unless you believe this is five-star material uh, because that will help other people find us that don't know about us. And we can reach more people, more dogs, and help everybody have better relationships with each other. Have a great and wonderful week.